Welcome to the Grow With Tech podcast. Listen to inspiring stories and learn how businesses can grow with technology. Get inspired and motivated with the world's leading innovators. This podcast is brought to you by InfoShare, the biggest tech conference in Central and Eastern Europe. Do you know that Skype was created by three Estonian software developers? This small country is often named as E-Estonia because it has the world's most advanced digital nation. Naturally, it is a good place for startups too. Estonia is a motherland of brands like Bolt and Transvice. According to recap of 2019 in the Estonian startup sector, in February 2020, Estonian startup ecosystem was celebrating a huge number of 1,000 startups registered in Estonia so far. And Estonia has only 1.3 million population. That's why we need to take a closer look at them. In the new episode of our podcast, let me welcome our guest, Lisi Ork, Startup Community Development Manager at Startup Estonia, a governmental initiative aimed to supercharge the local startup ecosystem. We will talk about the reasons why to have a startup in the beautiful Estonia. Today with us is Lisi Ork, Startup Community Development Estonia. Hello, Lisi. Hi. Uh, can you give us a short glimpse what are your responsibilities in Startup Estonia? Yes, of course. Um, my responsibilities in Startup Estonia is taking care of the startup community. Uh, that also means uh, communicating with a lot of uh, our support organizations, uh, being responsible for their procurements and uh, other financial measures to support the, the ecosystem overall. Okay, so now we are talking about Estonia, and Estonia has 1.3 million population and 1,023 registered companies, as I check in your Estonian startup database, and four unicorns. That is very impressive. So how unicorns are born in Estonia? Thank you. Uh, we also think that the numbers are pretty significant for a small country like ours, and we're really proud of our four unicorns because they also make us the country with the highest number of unicorns per capita in the world. So that there's that. <laughs> uh, if you ask how they're born, uh, it's really difficult to give a straight answer, but uh, they all had something in common. Uh, they really wanted to change the life for the better. And with uh, Skype and Playtech being the first generation unicorns and Boilt and Transfervice the second, we could all see that there's a possibility to do something meaningful here in Estonia. And it has definitely empowered Estonians that we could do really big things here. So, so yeah, I would say that uh, the unicorn founders and uh, also the workers from there have uh, built new startups, uh, which is which is why we're where we are now in Estonia. So maybe one recipe how to build a unicorn is to, like Estonia is a small market, so all of your startups need to go abroad from yeah. the beginning of the development. I, I think that even if they are preparing their business plan, it's like, okay, let's find which country is the best suited for, for our product. Exactly. They need to be global from day one. This is, uh, this is kind of one of the main things when Estonians start their startup. 
So that's quite a unique perspective. You know, uh, Poland is a middle market, middle-sized market, and we are often... When I was when I'm in, in presentation that are related to startups, I often heard about those Estonians. I mean, Estonia is like on every conference that is related to uh, scales and uh, scaling up is always Estonians have the mindset to to scale up, and we should learn it because in Poland is a middle-sized market, and most of of Polish startups are focusing on the Polish market because they think that there is there's a chance for them to earn the money, and like history shows and experience. Well, it doesn't. <laughs> so you have a strong advantage in in that you are a small country and you have to scale up at the beginning. Yeah, that's true. And Estonian startups definitely try and and find that uh, perfect uh, market fit. Uh, well, I mean, Estonian startups also uh, are looking for Polish markets, for example, and, and so on. So it really depends uh, where they they're fine, they're like, you know, perfect fit, I would say. Okay, so let's talk a little about your ecosystem. Uh, so what distinguishes the, the startup ecosystem in Estonia from other European countries? Um, I think the main thing is that we are a digital country and uh, you could say that Estonians live slightly in the future. Um, technology has a central place in our schools, workplaces, hospitals, but also home. So it has been really great to, I mean, it has been easier for us uh, during this pandemic, for example, uh, to work from home and do everything online because you can do actually 99% of government services online right now, except marriage, divorce and real estate purchases, but everything else is online. So that plays a big role for sure. And and also what I would like to say is that uh, startup ecosystem in Estonia is uh, very collaborative. Uh, since we are so small, we can reach uh, each other very easily. And that's uh, what makes it so unique. And we have a really great access to opportunities because information moves fast. And that's one, as, as we discussed before, Estonia is a small country, so... That's a big advantage for us. So we can say that you are, you, you as a startup project, as a startup community development manager, is you are well connected with all the startup communities in Estonia. I'm, I'm correct. Yes, and and I would uh, actually say that it is one big community. Like uh, uh, we have many cities, of course, but. Uh, uh, we consider this as a one big uh, startup community family and there is a significant community involvement and collaboration like alongside competition. So people are really giving advice to each other, not feeling all the time that I need to be better than you and so on. So this is something uh, very different what I've seen maybe in other countries. Uh, but yeah, this is this is us. <laughs> <laughs> so if you are in contact with other communities from abroad, not only from Estonia but also abroad, do you find some similarities to you to like for example in Finland or in Lithuania, Latvia? Is the same or you are just this is just you? Mm, of course, uh, last year when I traveled a lot and saw a lot of uh, other startup communities, 
we understood that we have similar challenges like, uh, I don't know, for example, talent. It's always a question of talent when you're a small country and you need a lot of developers, for example, to those startups. And I also understood that every ecosystem in the world is different and it really depends how they got started. For example, our startup community started from the startup founders uh, and uh, you know, they just, you know, started developing their companies and then all the support organizations actually followed kind of because startups needed those organizations. But some countries do it the other way around. They want to uh, start or they have to uh, start building the structure or the ecosystem and then, you know, startups follow. That's kind of like, uh, it's very different everywhere. And in, in Estonia, it's just... Um, Everything started with the community, and now uh, it's getting bigger and bigger. Well, uh, part of my work is contacting the ecosystems around around Europe, and I can honestly say that when I contact one person from Estonia, it's like I've contacted ten or twelve people <laughs> the same in the same community. And if I read to someone else, it's like, oh, you know him? Say, oh, that's something new for me. <laughs> Exactly. That is very common. Exactly. Yeah. Um, it, it, especially when you are in a in our startup community, and uh, that's how I also feel myself. That one of my main things is to connect people, either startups with organizations or other way around. So, or for example, conferences uh, like InfoShare with our startups and so on. So. Um, yeah, the information moves fast because you know people here, a lot of them. Yeah, sure. So, uh, what were the biggest challenges you face uh, creating and developing your ecosystem? Well, our ecosystem is definitely well never ready, uh, but uh, we and we still have challenges uh, like every other ecosystem in the world. But I guess in the beginning, maybe the. The biggest challenge was when our program was launched, uh, it was really difficult to sell the idea to, uh, of ecosystem development to Ministry of Economy and Communications at that time, when really the metrics, data and international experience was missing. Because there are not many countries in the world who have that kind of organizations, like the umbrella organization Startup Estonia, uh, and, um, you know, who is... Um, developing the whole ecosystem. But fortunately, our ministry listened to the representatives of the community and Startup Estonia was founded in 2015. Uh, but definitely the challenges uh, have been the talent problem, that there's only 1.3 million people. And well, I could say that every other like um, developer uh, from the university is hired uh, so we needed more people, so which is why we actually developed the startup visa program. But yeah, I can talk about that a bit later. Yeah, sure. But no, no let's follow that. So um, yeah, you have the startup visa. Can you expand the topics? Tell more about it. Yeah, sure. So also the startup visa uh, came came because our our uh, community really needed people. And uh, I can say now that uh, we actually have one of the most successful startup visa programs uh, uh, in the world, actually, because we have uh, over 2,300 people 
uh, have got the opportunity to come to Estonia and either work in an Estonian startup or found their own startup. And uh, startup uh, a startup visa program, so as I said, came from the community since uh, there wasn't enough people to hire uh, into our new startups. So we needed more talent from abroad. And it has been super helpful to a lot of founders who need to access uh, the European markets or access to C-level business. Uh, they also get the access to great advisors, VCs, or even higher level government officials. And uh, this program was started in 2017. So we have been doing that three years now. And it's one of the main services in Startup Estonia, what we actually offer. Um, it, when you apply for a startup visa program, then you also need to fit the criteria. So your startup shouldn't be in a in an idea level only, but you should have a prototype already, and all those things. Of course, uh, you need to definitely check them out when you start applying. But this is uh, this is shortly it, and maybe I can mention the top countries for founders. Uh, and they are Russia, Iran, Turkey, and India. And top countries for employees, uh, Brazil, India, Russia, Ukraine. So uh, very, very many different uh, people coming to Estonia. And it makes our community def definitely more diverse and uh, more international, which is great. Yeah, I agree with you because uh, a couple of years ago, I was in acceleration program in, in Germany and one thing that I saw was the difference between the Polish teams and the teams from abroad. I mean, from, for example, from Italy or even from uh, even from Germany. I mean, they were cultural diverse. I mean that they they have the opportunity and chance to get knowledge and information from such a big perspective. I mean, from a, from a different cultures and different perspectives from that. So it makes their startups more unique in comparison to the Polish startups that are mostly founded by Polish people. So I can guess that Estonian startup is like a mix uh, from uh, people living in Estonia, the Estonians and people from abroad. Exactly. And, uh, and yeah, when you kind of look at the statistics, then uh, 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 22% of the startup employees have foreign citizenship. So that's, um, that's something to really look uh, into. Uh, but also, um, we don't have, for example, acceleration programs only for non-Estonian startups, uh, because we don't distinguish uh, Estonian startups and non-Estonian startups, because when you when you're a startup in Estonia, then you have an Estonian company registered um, as OU, like our um, like uh, company. So I will I will follow the path of the acceleration program. So, if for example, a, somebody want to enter acceleration program in Estonia, uh, and but he's from another country, he has a startup, so he's applying. As I understand, he's applying for startup visa. He has incorporated his company in, in Estonia, and then he can participate in every acceleration program in Estonia. Yes, exactly. Um, we have all the startup founders, it doesn't matter if Estonian or non-Estonian, in different incubation and acceleration programs. And uh, like you said before, it's uh, very important that they will actually get the like cultural viewpoints and very different experiences shared and changed. 
and uh, maybe like there are some small exceptions but uh, there is like in my uh, knowledge there is no like distinguishing non-Estonian startups and Estonian startups we have some organizations supporting founders who are just uh, coming or just uh, you know moving to Estonia uh, so this is maybe something to mention here but uh, they're mainly just helping the startups get kind of started. Uh, the community is very open, so you can actually go to a co-working space. And uh, usually, for example, Lyft 99, when I go there, then I hear a lot of people speaking in English only. So it is uh, becoming more and more international. And also, for example, Estonian founders who found their startup they get people coming from abroad to work for their startup. So that also makes uh, like a, uh, this team, like a mixture of uh, different cultures, which is really, really awesome to see. And then also if there are some, for example, they have people from Russia or other countries, like if they want to enter uh, their market, they have a native speaker in their team. So it's, it helps a lot, uh, I think. So yeah, that, that's also a great advantage. So we already talked about uh, Estonia as a, as the most one of the most advantaged nations in the world, um, and also an education system that supports tech talent. So, what more makes uh, Estonia a good place for for a startup? Well, that maybe like uh, I said before, the fact that uh, we are the most digitally advanced nation, and that Wi-Fi is an exceptional. Uh, uh, expectation in all our cities and it's available in our more remote regions even in the countryside so you don't uh, go to the countryside and you don't have a wi-fi there's always wi-fi everywhere and also uh, the estonian it students are poached by companies around the world before they can even graduate and uh, there are a lot of factors why it's good to start their company in Estonia uh, but my opinion the biggest key advantage is definitely the community also uh, the access to our talent with our startup visa program what we already mentioned and uh, a lot of incubators and accelerators were to choose from daily events in different cities uh, hackathon every weekend and that uh, it also it's it's very important that in Estonia there's a good living quality uh, it's very clean and uh, we have really beautiful nature so I, I think for people to who it's uh, very important then uh, this is something to think about as well so yeah um, <laughs> it was like a promotional uh, text about Estonia but I still feel like uh, uh, when some people are, I don't know, want a little peace and quiet, then Estonia is a great place. But we also have everything here that it's uh, good to run your startup here. No, you almost convinced me to transfer myself from Poland to Estonia. So, you know, <laughs> maybe, maybe after this talk, I will apply for the startup visa. Who knows? So uh, we, we also talk about your culture and education system that is supporting uh, tech talents, the culture, I mean, the community and education to, to, to tech companies. But do you also prepare uh, in, in this whole entire process um, the future startups or the future employees or otherwise for failing? Well, yeah, definitely. Um, we start coding in the kindergarten and uh, can develop our own company already in high school, sometimes even earlier. And uh, so 
I could say that we are encouraged to do entrepreneurial choices early on. And, and I guess we want to do them more often because we somehow see it's possible now. And there are many role models who show it to us, right? And we have a lot of programs for young people, especially um, mentioning programs for girls like uh, Unicorn Squad and Tech Sisters, Superheroes. Those are all like uh, meant to uh, show people that you can do stuff, like big stuff. But also technology camp programs like Hyppalaut, where you can really learn and understand how technology products and services are made. So we start uh, those programs really early. And uh, I really wish I had those programs when, when I was in high school, for example. But uh, and, and I'm not that old, but I would say that when I was in high school, then uh, the startup world in Estonia was somewhere in the beginning. So in uh, mid 2000s or so. So right now there's so many opportunities for young kids. Uh, it's it's really amazing, really. But um, but when you talk about um, uh, failing, um, I think the failing culture is still not maybe so advanced as we would like to think. Uh, but it's definitely over average, like compared to other countries or. Not compared to US, but uh, compared to Europe countries, for example. We have founders who are sharing their stories about fuck-ups and uh, that, is, uh, that is okay to fail and uh, do something else or something even better. And I think uh, with already this generation and next generation, we understand that it is okay to fail and uh, do something new or, you know, just uh, start another company or something like that. So, yeah. Wow, that was a good insight. Um, during my research for, for our conversation, I found a hashtag called Estonia Mafia. Well, for me, it was quite unusual. So what does it mean and how it refers to your ecosystem? Yeah, it is uh, pretty funny. Um, um, well, it started with hashtag Skype Mafia uh, because uh, of Skype's uh, influence. But it quickly shifted to Estonia Mafia because um, it expanded. So four Estonian founding engineers of Skype got about 100 million euros from the sales to eBay. And they created something like a family fund and started investing into the local ecosystem. So this is why Skype kind of changed everything in Estonia. Uh, it brought capital and the mindset that uh, after Skype, uh, more is possible, right? So. It was inclusive community led by startups. So this um, family fund uh, kickstarted actually like a broader movement uh, with the Estonian Startup uh, Leaders Club. And, uh, and well, basically now, after 10 years later, uh, it consists of 80 founders. So uh, as uh, Martin Willig has said, the co-founder from Bolt, is that I don't know any other country that basically all the founders belong to the same club and they are open to support each other. So that's uh, that's what Estonian Mafia kind of represents, that uh, Estonian founders sticking together, uh, helping each other, supporting each other. Um, and yeah, I, I could say that um, it's been super helpful uh, to all the new founders who are just founding their startup um, yeah. Okay, we are all speaking about investment and founders. So, 
Um, would you would you mind telling us more about the investor? I mean, the investors in your ecosystem. So, how strong is it, and how many non Estonians are present there? Yeah. So, um, Estonian investor ecosystem uh, consists about uh, uh, around ten VC funds, and we also have Estonian angel network. Uh, they are working very closely with uh, other angel networks as well and uh, are pretty active and looking for new startups all the time. Um, there are successful entrepreneurs who have lived abroad, built up their businesses and uh, who are giving back to the society. As, as I was telling before about the Estonian mafia, mainly those founders are supporting as well and some are investing as well. And it doesn't really, uh, it's regardless of the citizenship. So we have several funds laid by a foreigner uh, if you are looking for different investments. Uh, but uh, but they, for example, live in Estonia. Or, or there are other cases where it's like a mixture of uh, foreigners plus Estonians and so on. So I would say uh, the ecosystem is quite strong because of the collaboration with different other foreign funds uh, but also uh, 10% of the investments in Estonia for example come from Estonia other 90% uh, uh, come from foreign funds so we are still Estonian startups for example still need to look uh, globally to find investments but the seed money is definitely in Estonia so if you start your company, then it's possible to find a good, good one, good investment or VC fund to support you. Okay, so I understand. So typically, to the seed stage, stage, uh, you have a capital from Estonia's VCs. But if you are going uh, global, then you have you have two or more VCs, not only from Estonia but also from abroad. Yes, exactly. That's that's the way to put it. Yeah. Okay, so we're almost finishing our podcast for today. And can you give us some glimpse about uh, the sector? I mean, which industries are you now focusing on in Estonia? It is a good question. Um, maybe I will just uh, quickly introduce the startup sector in Estonia. That uh, actually the biggest amount of uh, new startups founded in 2019, so last year, were established in the business software services and the HR sector. Uh, around 25 startups and then came the ad tech and creative tech sector and then fintech. So we are working really closely together with the Estonian Tax and Customs Board and the Statistical Office to get the really good statistics uh, because everything is digital so it's a bit easier to get the data and the Startup Estonia is always uh, putting together like a half a year statistics uh, so in the end of uh, 2019, we got the information that uh, Estonian startups employed almost 6,000 people locally. Uh, and at the end of 2018, the figure was 4,500, meaning that the yearly growth has actually been 30%. And we have seen that the startup sector is growing 30% per year, which is crazy. Is one of the like fastest growing sectors in Estonia. Hope like we're, we are pretty sure that uh, after this half year, let's say the statistics are a bit different because of the Corona crisis. But uh, we still hope that they will, you know, start uh, growing again. And so, 
But uh, but if we compare it with all the people in the country who worked at least one day in a startup in 2019, we can see that every 99th person in Estonia was somehow involved with startups, which is crazy number, but uh, it's possible. <laughs> so cool. to like all the people who are working or who are you know working in Estonia, then it was that. Uh, and maybe also to mention that uh, the top uh, 20 startups in Estonia account for an astonishing 57% of the new jobs created in the sector. And top employers' uh, startups are transferwise with 893 employees, Boit with uh, almost 500 employees and Pipedrive with 391 employees. So so yeah, if you if you ask about the plan or strategy when it comes to industry focus in Estonia, then uh, Startup Estonia, like our organization, has also three focus areas. One is regional uh, to develop the East Estonia startup ecosystem, but other two are more like a like a industry focus ones, edtech and cybertech. So the government is actually developing those areas and um, or our our team is basically developing those edtech and uh, cybertech through Startup Estonia program. Um, and in everything else, I, I would say that we are going with the flow because, uh, uh, you know, we can still see that the business software is the biggest one. And uh, we have areas that have become larger over time. Uh, but uh, but we're still like uh, we see that where there is there is still more coming in. So still uh, the business software I think is the biggest one, and that's it. You know I'm amazed that you remember all of those numbers. <laughs> well, I have a little uh, like a like a thing written down here because uh, I don't remember them all by heart. Uh, if I do, uh, you know, presentations to delegations, then I have slides uh, to uh, get those numbers. But it is uh, something uh, to always mention because we're really proud of our numbers. They really show the, you know, the growth of the sector. And uh, this is something uh, what Startup Estonia is also doing to show the people of Estonia that uh, we need startups in our country. They bring a lot of value. They they bring a lot of jobs and taxes to the government and so on. So, but also the mindset definitely that everything is possible. So, as I understand, you don't have a build-up strategy how to uh, develop the community or the startup uh, or the startup community. You just go with the flow. There are some things uh, like. Um, put in place and we're also writing a new strategy right now for uh, next five years in Startup Estonia. But uh, our main point is to have more collaboration between, for example, not only the startup support organizations, but also universities, science commercialization things, but also with the big corporates and uh, like you ha you know just have more parts into the startup ecosystem not only that we have accelerators incubators co-working spaces vc funds and startups but there are a lot of other service providers but in terms of sector no we don't have it uh, we still are 
yeah, we're. I think there we're going with the flow and uh, developing the cyber technology in startup Estonia or supporting them, not developing, and edtech because we have a really good education in Estonia, but we need more of those uh, education technology solutions uh, to our schools. But overall, the edtechs in Estonia have to be global from day one. So, so they also try to build things uh, for a wider audience, definitely. Well, I hope after this podcast and hearing about the opportunities in Estonia, more startups will apply or people apply for, for the startup visa uh, to start their startup journey in Estonia. So, Lisi, thank you for, for your time. I hope that uh, it was also a, a good story for you to talk about. It was definitely. It's always good to talk about my country. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so that was Lisi Org, Startup Community Development Manager from Startup Estonia. Thank you. Bye. Thanks for listening to the Grow With Tech podcast from InfoShare. This episode has ended, but your time with us doesn't have to. Head on over to infoshare.pl and hit subscribe. You will be joining a truly innovative society and get inspired by the world of technology. That's infoshare.pl. Have a great day ahead.